Hello. Hello. How are you? Good. How are you doing? I'm good too. I haven't asked you that in like how many ever episodes. It's crazy. It's been a hot second. Yeah. Um, I'm Shivani. <laughs> I'm Randall, and this is episode 31, I believe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're right. Of Far From Normal. Yay! Got it all right this time. <laughs> so, oh, we're gonna say no, something. Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. I hate Zoom. I hate Zoom so much. I know. Um, so today is Valentine's Day, as you can probably tell by our very red outfits, because we're cute. We did not plan this, I swear. Mm-hmm. Um, but we were thinking, interesting topic, Valentine's Day. Um, specifically, Valentine's Day is based off of a Christian ho- holiday, because St. Valentine was a um, saint, obviously, and I don't know much about him. I should, because... You do? I got you. I just did a post on it, but like I didn't do a whole bunch of research. I just kind of based it off of like one source. It was history.com, which probably isn't the, I mean, it's, it's a start. It's kind of like a Wikipedia for history, but like, you know, something. So basically there's a lot of mystery around St. Valentine and there are like quite a few like legends and stories about like who he actually was and like what he actually did. Um, I think the most popular story was about a guy named St. Valentine, obviously, yeah. who, um, I guess uh, he was uh, a priest, a white priest in the third, in the third century at some point, I think like that. And then um, he, um, there was an emperor, I think his name was King Claudius II. He decided that the um, soldiers were better off unmarried and without a family. So um, St. Valentine was like, oh, that's not great. Like, I mean, that's not right. Like, you know, they should right. be able to have a family and, you know, find their love. So he decided in, in secret, he would just perform the marriages of young lovers. And so, so cute. He's, he's like the guy from Romeo and Juliet, uh, fa- whatever the father's Father, name. shoot, I don't remember either. Oh my goodness. Um, but yeah, um, basically King Claudius found out about him performing marriages in secret and... Yeah, had him beheaded. But um, there's all this, also this other guy named St. Valentine of Turney who um, others uh, insisted that he was the one that was performing marriages in secret. So he was beheaded too. So there was like two different guys that were beheaded, but it was basically for that reason. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, some other stories talk about like how St. Valentine was somebody who um, I think helped Roman prisoners and people who were being tortured. But I think all the stories that are, that were told and are kind of like emphasized um, they kind of like highlight the fact that St. Valentine was a sympathetic, super loving person and just a romantic figure. So then yeah. that just kind of turned into Valentine's Day and nice. just to honor him. That's as fun. A nice, um, loving person. <laughs> Valentine's Day is like, no one even talks about that. Like, I didn't know what that, the story. It's very Hallmark. Like, yeah. it's become a very just a day to like capitalize on things mm-hmm. like chocolates and gifts and yada yada um so I'm not huge on valentine's day i'm not a huge valentine's day person because i feel like you can love people throughout the year um and i also think it's like a little bit of a hallmark type scam um me being a cynic what are your thoughts honestly i don't really mind it 
I mean, obviously, like, the history is kind of, like, you know, whitewashed in a way. You focus yes. on, like, Christian and, like, you know, Christian traditions. And um, I think I it's based on, like, Roman that. Roman traditions as well. But, like, mm-hmm. honestly, I like the sentiment. Like, I'm such a romantic person. Mm-hmm. And, like, I think it's, I think it's, um, I mean, obviously, every day should be, like, a Valentine's Day. You should show love to your loved ones yeah. every day. But, like... You know, to have like a day where you can go all out about it and buy people flowers and chocolates and stuff like that. I think that's really cute. And like, I mean, I really like be like, I like the sentiment. I like, you know, just going all out for the person that you love, even though that should be every day. But like, I like the idea. I like the idea of it. And um, but yeah, I think I think it definitely could um, you could see some improvement in different ways, like as in including other traditions that are not mm. completely whitewashed like why don't you include like I don't know Indian traditions as well to show love and like you know we show love in different ways so like why not make it like a global thing rather than that's just... smart but you know you got brain cells <laughs> yeah that's, but that's about it yeah what about you from like a romantic standpoint do you like do you like like the idea of like Valentine's Day or do you think it's just like nah I just doesn't... I think I'm too cynical because you know I'm very single I think I'll be more, I'd probably enjoy it more if I had a significant other. I had a lot of fun last year on Valentine's Day because my family came to town uh, because I'm in Butler and they came and visited and we got breakfast and stuff and that was fun. Um, And they were going to come actually this week, but Mm. they couldn't and I couldn't because I was busy. So, Mm, yeah. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. But you said something that I was going to like spark conversation off of, which is fabulous because I don't have to bring it up now whitewashing of Valentine's Day so I obviously can talk about how I feel about that but when you said that do you want to elaborate on what you're thinking or what you meant I think I kind of just covered it in like what I was talking about earlier but basically you know they emphasize that it was like a Christian priest and someone who was white and they Mm -hmm. like kind of just based it off of that specific story and that's kind of like you see that like all throughout history it's very whitewashed even like you know in our past episodes we talk about slavery and we usually see that through a white's perspective we don't right. see it from a um black enslaved person's perspective and their story is very different from like you know how a white person would see it so it's very important to like get the story from like both sides and especially especially the black enslaved person's perspective because yeah. that there's so much in there so much depth complexity mm-hmm. and just so much you have to like dig into to really understand what went what went down so um in the same way i think valentine's day it's it's whitewashed because we focus on the white aspects of it and like mm-hmm. maybe there's like some other kind of valentine's day that is celebrated in another part of the world that we don't really know about that doesn't go by like valentine's day but like celebrates love and showing right. affection to loved ones so like yeah 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 definitely definitely agree with that concept i just googled because i was curious like how many because most saints that i've learned about in my life because i grew up catholic so we actually worship saints a little bit mm-hmm. um they're all white and I was curious like when we had our first like African-American or black saint mm. um yeah so I wanted to google it I'm not finding much though mm. yeah. um, I know during the great revival I'm in a history class I'm gonna get my dates mixed up but it's like I think it's like the earliest earliest 1700 1725 to 1815 i want to say okay. um it uh, the great revival occurred during the 
American Revolution, probably like a decade into the American Revolution. So during the Great Revival, they were trying to spread the gospel um, evangelicalism. Um, So basically in the, in, from a white's perspective, they just wanted to spread the gospel and do that in any way they can. So they decided to include black enslaved individuals. So that was kind of like when the concept of like black preachers and like black um, churches, semi-autonomous, autonomous and um, biracial churches came about. And so that's kind of like where the whole, that's where like some of the first black preachers and black um, worshipers and like, you know, came kind of started but I don't know if that helps at so all. basically <laughs> westerners kind of forced religion onto them yeah eventually I mean okay. yeah it was it kind of started with like you know the trans like transatlantic slave trade where they right. you know they brought slaves from Africa into like parts of the U.S. and to South uh, South America and to Europe and yeah they religion and slavery were largely largely interconnected so yeah, for kind of forcing their religion onto African Americans was was like yeah the norm, and so they kind of um, ignored their own traditions. Like you know, African Americans they come with like a lot of culture and a lot of traditions. Right. They um, whites they didn't really understand that, and they actually thought that um, African African Americans were like you know lost and they didn't have their own lives. They like they they right. basically saw them as like in inhuman, like not human. Oh. And so, yeah, um, I know there was, a, yeah, I know like from, from that, there was um, one enslaved individual named Omar Ibn Said, who um, the one you was, posted about? Yes, yes, he was. Um, he, um, is, he was a man of very strong Islamic faith. And so when he was sold into slavery, he was brought to North America. And I think it was Boston, Massachusetts, maybe. Um, but he... Um, he, I think, I know his owners tried to basically just like, you know, force him to learn like mm-hmm. Christianity and like the Bible and stuff like that. Um, and there's been a lot of debate around him because he was a man of strong Islamic faith, but then there was debate about whether he kept that Islamic faith or basically just abandoned it for Christianity. And if that was like a problem or not, but from some of the research that I've done and some of the readings, he basically just took Christianity and made it his own and basically saw Christianity through a Islamic perspective and kind of like blended the two and completed them. So like, that's been really interesting. And so it's like, really, do you, wanna, hmm? do you I don't know if you know enough to yeah. like express like how he blended them. Cause I'm just curious, but if you don't, that's fine. Nah, um, so like he came to North America as usually the the enslaved were not literate. So like their only way to become right. literate and to communicate with other like um, Americans at the time or North, uh, bleh, yeah, <laughs> like North you. Americans at the time, gotcha. Uh, um, yeah, their only way to communicate and like understand and like, you know, um, just uh, adjust to like their surrounding was through learning um, to read and write through the Bible. So that actually okay. made them Christian. Um, oh, more, yeah. Um, okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so then Omar Ibn Said, he was already literate um, in Arabic. Uh, in Arabic. Because that, Is it Arabic? Arabic? Sorry. It doesn't matter. Uh, anyway. I don't know. I always say it wrong. And I like, I try, I just, I have to look it up every time. It's actually, it's actually like a problem. But um, anyway, um, I'll get it right next time. Um, but yeah, that's, that was like the um, language of the gods for Islam. So um, 
yeah, he already knew how to read and write um, in that language. So basically he took his faith and he was, I guess he was trying to, he was curious. I think he, part of it was out of curiosity. He wanted to figure out what Christianity was like and understand the Bible. So, yeah. and I think he like was, he, I, th I think he like basically just saw like similarities and was like trying to make right. like, um, you know, connections. So he would place, he would often place like, um, like Jesus, like in the Zion, like other Islamic concepts and he would just take them both and he adopted them both. Um, basically, yeah, basically he just, he just used both of them for like thanking the gods for his, for the thanking, thanking, yeah, thanking God for his, um, environment. He basically just like um, made sure. How do I explain this? I'm running out of words. I'm sorry. Um, he okay. basically just um, like whatever situation he was in, mm -hmm. he he thanked God for whatever good came into his life and whatever okay. bad came into his life because yeah. he was very religious. <laughs> Which is <laughs> like something, sense? yeah. All religions can do. Like they're all very interwoven. Oh, for sure, for so, sure. Yeah, that's cool yeah that's yeah that's really cool um mm -hmm. it's very unfortunate how westerners um it's typically westerners because westerners are very self-absorbed power hungry in history at least um and debatably now but with history for sure um because like westerners just step into a country and they just assume that what they're doing is right and what the people that are doing in the country is wrong and less than. Mm. Um, so it's unfortunate that like we as a country and a society kind of like stole people away from their religion and their culture. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh no, for sure. And it's crazy because you still kind of see that now. We're still very like ego Oh, yeah. and we're very self-centered and we're like us is the best and we know like you know we know what we're doing and it's just it's crazy how like that history like still carries on till now even though we've made like some progress it's still very much there and very much like engraved in our like society and our lives and um <laughs> it's so weird it's so yeah. weird um and it's like it's just like it's taken me like i don't know 18 19 years to figure out wow, there's so much more out there than, you know, just like the American way of doing things. Even though like I'm like Indian, I was very much, I think I feel like I was very much like whitewashed in a way because like, you know, the people surrounding me, like they, I don't know, they were not very diverse, I guess. So, um, right. and they usually, I don't know, we never like really focused on like celebrating certain like other traditions and like other things. It was all very focused on like, you know, white, Right. <laughs> like establish hallmark things you know yeah and um, you do better like I feel like because of white privilege um like if you act more whitewashed mm. people tend to be like to treat you better or like yeah stuff like that like I know like in elementary school people used to make fun of like Indians for like smelling like curry or something yeah it, like people stereotype and yeah yeah, no, it's like, I'm like happy that it's changing now because a lot of people are, you know, like, you know, trying to bring in more cultures and more traditions and like make, you know, make their individuality and their culture and their like, yeah, make that more prominent. But like, yeah, before in like the past decade, it, it's it been, it's changed a lot. It's kind of crazy though. 
Um, yeah, because I remember like having friends like just trying to act white all the time and it like wasn't cool to be anything other other than white. Mm-hmm. And it was, yeah, very, it's very weird thinking back on it now. It's just like, why? Like, why? I don't know. Yeah. But hmm. we're talking about um, in my GHS class, which is a history class, a very similar thing about religion and like Westerners stepping into an area and mm-hmm. like assuming that they're better and trying to like force their opinions because mm-hmm. the Middle East, it's about the Middle East, which is all that happened in the Middle East is just Westerners being like, look at these Arabic people, look at how much worse than us they are, which is not true. And like, I don't know how much you know about it. So I can kind of like monologue for a second and then you mm-hmm. can jump in um, with like the Sikhs, uh, Peacock Agreement, I think is how you pronounce it. After World War One, um, France and Britain straight up like drew the map of the Middle East however they wanted to. So like people like yeah, so like they <laughs> split up like religions and pe- cultures and all that stuff, which is why the Middle East is always fighting. And then like whenever Middle Easterners, this is another thing. Sorry, first of like you share your opinions on that and then I'll jump into the second thing go ahead um that's crazy like wow I mean I didn't know that happened um I knew that they faced a lot of like discrimination and people usually just kind of brush them off to the side and I did not know that wow um yeah that's all my thoughts right now but (laughs) keep going keep going second thing orientalism Mm. I think we've talked about this like once but Orientalism is different than like the Orient are people who live in Orient areas. Orientalism is the Western definition of people who live in those cultures. So like Mm -hmm. Westerners like English and Americans and British, nah, French, sorry, I already said English. They go to like the Middle East or like Asian countries and they like see what they see and they're like here's what I saw with no his no like research and no talking to locals they're just like oh look locals are praying and they just like write shit and it's not accurate and it's discriminatory (sighs) Mm. yeah I vaguely uh, remember learning about orientalism at freshman year I think I took a class with like religious worldviews and ethical perspectives and we were talking about like yeah, the East and how it was like just basically defined as Orientalism and it just like was very general and it failed to like describe like the actual like, you know, historical context and like all the culture that was involved and it's really sad. <laughs> it's kind of sad because you just like generalize it all. Yeah. Um, but um, yeah, I lost my train of thought, <laughs> but I, I was going to say a lot more about that. Yeah. But it's, yeah, I vaguely remember that, but it is really sad. <laughs> it is so sad. It is. And, like, Christianity was forced onto a lot of these people, too, mm-hmm. like, when they wanted to have different beliefs. And if, like, people from the, from Europe come to these countries, they're like, oh, you have a prayer bell that goes off a couple times? I don't know how many, I don't know enough to know how many times a day. I am sorry. Mm-hmm. But they're like, you have a prayer bell? Oh, no, that's not Christian. Mm-hmm. Like, right. or, like how dare you like wear a headscarf like oh my god what Mm. which we talked about last week for our feminist episode but it drives me i mean i (sighs) yeah yeah i know 
And like you would think that like someone who actually cared would like go back and actually try to figure it out, but like no. Like they're like they just stay like, in their lane. I'm like what? They really just go there and then they're like, oh cool, Westerners are superior. I was right. Let me go tell mm-hmm. my friends. Right, right. It's weird. I mean, maybe I'm there was maybe there is like historical, like, I don't know, evidence of someone actually figuring it out, but maybe it wasn't like mainstream if that makes any sense like maybe it's like hidden and they're like oh well I can't like get anyone else to listen to me so I'll just like keep it to myself and like it's It's probably main it's probably not mainstream because people don't want to believe it Mm, they want to believe that we're superior Mm -hmm. mm-hmm mm-hmm very true very very true like whenever you talk to there's some people that you can talk to in the U.S. about like the U.S. being bad and they'll be like but at least we're not we don't have a dictator and like yes we don't have a dictator great but we screwed over those countries many a time and it's probably our fault that they have a dictator so (laughs) Mm. yeah that's true and it's kind of sad because like um kind of like going off of that like they because like they don't understand like other like cultures and other traditions and other like how other countries like do things they like they tended to like brush off anything that doesn't make sense to them and like I know we like wrote this down like kind of like Asian medicines and like the way like the natural like medicines and like herbs like even like today there's lots of like lots of judgment about like people using like natural oils to like you know clear your like acne or like put in your hair to make your hair grow out like you know like coconut oil there's a lot of crazy stuff on coconut oil. I mean, I've also like been into like, a, um, done a lot of research on like skincare and stuff like that. And I know that coconut oil, I mean, like a lot of like dermatologists are very, um, at least from what I've seen, they're very like science oriented and they don't like to blend like natural and science. And I understand that, but like also they, they like kind of, there's like a very negative connotation when you think about like natural, natural herbs and like natural things that can you know are have been used for centuries in the past to like help heal people and it's like that never even existed and I'm just like how do you think these people survived and like to like brush off any of these like natural remedies it's just like you're erasing like however many centuries they've been using those to like actually heal people and I think it would be like really helpful to like you know do a blend of them. Obviously, like science is very we very much need science, and we've had so much progress and advancement with science, and it's very very relevant. Yeah. But I think I definitely think like a blending of them would yeah. be very helpful too. So I don't know. It's what are your thoughts? part of the Western superiority? Like, oh, mm-hmm. it's not our medicine, therefore it's wrong. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. You know, like people like refuse to try meditation because they're like this isn't what I'm used to. It's mm-hmm. wrong. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. That's yeah. my only thought on it. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's like, it's crazy. Like how that, like, that's all very Westernized too. Cause like, you know, like yoga has been turned into like something that's not like, it's very like, it looks cool, but they like fail to recognize like the spiritual aspect They got whitewashed. It, yeah, it did get whitewashed, and it's kind of sad, because, like, I remember taking, like, a yoga, like, yoga classes when I was little, um, little, because my parents would put me into it, and I would, like, you know, follow, like, an actual, like, yoga instructor, like, from, who's been exposed to, like, um, practices in, like, India and stuff like that, and they, they're very, very, like, connected to the spiritual aspect and, like, the physical aspect, aspect, because you're basically just, like, aligning your mind and your body, right. and there's, like, so many, like, so many amazing things that are, like, just completely brushed under the rug because people just like how it looks and like like right. how it makes them look cool you know and 
Is this just like, I mean, there's so much, I mean, it's okay. I mean, I honestly, I'm not super offended by it, but like, I think it would be like nice to like know, know yeah. where it came from and to like know like how much it means to other people sometimes too. And like, I mean, I'm all for like, you know, having other people like tap into our culture and like so show, like culture appreciation, not appropriation, but appreciation. Ooh, I think it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um but uh yeah for sure I think it's it's kind of sad because you just you don't know you never know but yeah how do you think we can prevent crossing the line between appreciation and appropriation I wrote a paper about this freshman year oh goodness um but and honestly you have a good answer sweet I'm excited no I actually like it's not a good answer because oh, okay. <laughs> my paper basically just argued that it was subjective because like not everyone agrees not everyone agrees on um not everyone agrees on like what culture appreciation and appropriation is and I mean on like social media sometimes like usually the people who are saying it's appropriation aren't actually associated with the culture they're just like oh that's appropriation because what's, it's what's like your you know, subjective opinion then if it's subjective what's your subjective opinion hmm well I don't know I feel like it, it like varies from like kind of like from situation to situation because like I said that I didn't I didn't mind people practicing yoga I think it's like I think it's amazing I think it's awesome I think that people like adopting yoga and using it to like better their lives better like their physical health and their mental health I think that's amazing and they should keep doing that and um I have nothing against that and as long as they're not like making fun of my culture or like anybody else's culture I have no problem with that um yeah think- as long huh is dressing up if I you know meeting myself mm-hmm. this is I'm gonna go for like extremes and then back away if I dress up as Pocahontas for Halloween that's cultural appropriation right <laughs> I don't know man I don't know I feel like it varies I okay. like it's a terrible yeah. answer um because like also Pocahontas is a Disney Disney yes princess so like that's also like another aspect of it like you could just be dressing as Pocahontas like for like Disney's sake yeah because you want to like I don't know make fun of anything or just like you know portray yourself and if you're doing things with wrong things with good intent it's fine what are what do you mean by wrong things like (laughs) like like if you're if I was doing it just for the Disney's sake would it be fine like even though I'm technically doing something that could be considered cultural appropriation by some people, which means it's probably wrong. If I'm doing it for a good reason, is it fine? It's a really ethical question. So you don't have to have an answer. I was just curious. I mean, and also like you were talking about this like earlier, I think you like were posting about it um, on Instagram or something about like how Disney is also like very sketchy and very um, sus and like, you know, there's like so much going on down there and like Disney's past and like how they like, you know, how Disney stole yeah. a bunch of work and like how it's yes not great. Um, so like that in of itself can be a problem because, <laughs> you know, Disney isn't great. So if you're like, you know, I don't know how to answer it I really don't I really don't I like I don't know because it probably yeah a lot of people have a lot of different opinions and I just kind of go from situation to situation I don't think about it in advance like when it comes up then I'll think about it but like I'm not like well if this person does this 
then automatically I hate you. Like, no, that's not how it works. Like I have to like understand what you're doing, what your intentions were and how you're doing it. And like what situation is going on that you're doing whatever you're doing. Like you just, yeah, I don't know. And like um, something else that I wrote about in my paper um, was that like, it can be decided, like you, it usually isn't an individual, uh, like if there's two aspects of it, it's also like a very subjective, like person to person um thing where like someone might find something like cultural like you know you're appropriating yeah. a different culture mm-hmm. but then also like there's also the aspect where like it's also based on like a community decision so like a bunch of people can have a, an opinion on it but then also like the individual can have an opinion on it I don't know if that makes any sense but like it's like, just it's just so complex it's just very very complex example mm, okay so like you know that like I enjoy like um, K-pop and like K-drama yeah. and Korean culture because it's just I, I like it. It's fun. It's like sure. it's really it's really cool. I think it's really interesting, and I I've, yeah. I've done a lot of research on it too. Um, so basically, I did some research on I think it's called the Hallyu Wave, where basically a lot of Korean culture basically just became really really popular. And um, yeah, so um, I know like it was like sort of like a community like just community decision like I I'm I might be getting this wrong but this is basically just what I read off of oops sorry off of one of an article this slipped um um but yeah basically like I think it was like a large majority of people in Korea believe that like the spread of their culture and like it becoming like sort of like popular and maybe a little slightly like westernized was a good thing yeah. because like Korea wasn't as like like popular or like really known before that so they all were like oh this is great now people are like like no like like that Korea is like a country and like you know they, they feel like a sense of like you know pride and like nationalism and like you know what that sort of thing and so like there a large majority felt that way but then there are like people that are like well you know they're not really appreciating our culture so like I don't know if this is like a good thing yeah. so like right it's like the you, majority that kind of yeah depends didn't you say that, like, a lot of K-pop groups now have, like, non-Korean people, too, in them? They're starting to. Um, this is, uh, I don't know too much about this. Obviously, I'm not Korean. But, <laughs> um, but like, I know, like, some groups have been, I know there has been, I think, a, some, I think it was a Black American who joined a Korean group. Okay, uh, but I think she faced like a lot of discrimination stuff that she like eventually left. So like I think they're trying to become more diverse. Um, but it's I think Korea also has issues of its own where like they're very also like they're also like very homogeneous. Is that the right word? They're like yeah. very homogeneous and they're very like they're also quite conservative too. Like not they're definitely not as like liberal as like the US. Right. So like um a lot of Asian countries are. Yes, yeah, they are. And so I think that like kind of plays a role in it. So um what was your question? I'm sorry, I like lost it. I was just talking about K-pop groups having mm-hmm. people who aren't Korean. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. Um yeah. Yeah, no, yeah, they're, they're starting to become more diverse. I know within K-pop groups, they have, like, they have East Asians who aren't, um, who aren't from Korea originally. Like, they might have, like, um, people from, like, LA or, like, China or, like, Vietnam, but they're all, like, East Asian, like, ethnically. 
Got you. Um, yeah, that's about all I got about it to say about that. Like, if I did more research on it, I'd be able to tell you more, but I really don't know, and I don't want to speak on stuff I don't know. So. Very spurred at the moment question. <laughs> yeah, no. I, like, I really, I, I enjoy, like, their culture, but, like, sometimes I feel like the stuff that I consume, like, K-dramas and K-pop is also, like, westernized in a way, because they're trying to appeal to, like, international audience. audience. So, like, I might not be actually getting the entire story, and I'm probably, like, I'm probably just like I like I I'm I'm only consuming like not I'm not actually consuming like their culture I'm just consuming like what they want us to see you know or I I feel like most cultures at this point have a lot of you know because westerners are very targeted um yeah the media and like even if you go to like a news site like BBC which is in Britain like Mm -hmm. a lot of the news stories are America like it's mm-hmm. very everything's very U- u.s focused it is um, yeah. i mean that's like kind of like how you get yourself out there like if you're popular in the u.s and like most likely you're gonna be like you know like i feel like in the u.s like if you if you're able to like i don't know get yourself out there in the u.s you'll have a better chance of like you know going global yes <laughs> because like it's <laughs> yeah there we go um yeah because it's like such a it's such a the U.S. has a lot of power in that yes. sense so like it's kind of sad because like other countries are kind of like forced to like appeal to like a western right. audience because that's where a majority of like you know like the yeah. views and like popularity come from but like also I might I don't, I don't I haven't done that a lot of research on that because you can probably become really popular within your own country and like just not and do really well for yourself but like just not be known right uh, in the U.S. yeah but I know about like you know like the Grammys and like you know all all those like crazy like shows and stuff like that are like really popular like uh, globally so like I feel like people would would probably aim to like get themselves out there in the U.S. because it just like gets yourself like you you were exposed to a larger audience okay that makes any sense Mm um I like I think of BTS when I say that because like it took them so long to like I mean, because a lot of people talk about a lot of people talk about how they were like basically uh, scammed or like like they just didn't get what they deserved. Um, I think it was last year. I don't know. I don't know what year it was, but they were they were nominated to uh, uh, to be in the Grammys and they're supposed to win something, but they didn't because there was something going wrong with like the votes and like people didn't want them to be there because they were Asian and not Western. So like there's a lot of stuff going on there. But a little screwed up. Yeah, they are. Yeah, they are. Yeah. So. that's a thing, but <laughs> um, yeah, we're basically out of time, but this was really interesting. Like, I kind of want to talk about it more. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. We talked about a lot. We went, like, we all over the place, but it was I all kind of like related. It, all, it all had, like, a theme. Yeah. 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 We didn't really stick to Valentine's <laughs> Day, but we stuck to Westernization. Yes, we did. Yes. Beautiful. Um, <laughs> do you have any closing thoughts? Uh, I don't think so. Okay. Well, this uh, episode will be coming out after Valentine's Day, but we hope you guys had a good Valentine's Day and, like, you know, felt that love. love. You guys. Sending you lots of love. Ooh. All right. Um, so if you guys want to reach out to us, you can email us at farfromnormalpodcast2020 at gmail.com. We have an Instagram at farfromnormalpodcast. Also have like a Google form on the Instagram where you can just type in your thoughts, any questions, concerns, or comments. And um, yeah, I'll send it to us and we'll 
see it and we'll respond to it. And um, yeah, we we'll hope you have a good day. Thank you for listening. Like and subscribe. Like and subscribe. <laughs> All right. Bye. Bye.